Good morning, people of God. Oh my goodness, we can do better than that. I said, good morning, people of God. It's a beautiful day out today. We can give praise to our God. Special welcome to those of you visiting with us this morning. For those of you joining us online, welcome. How blessed are we that we all get to uh, worship our God today. Amen? Amen. Amen. Uh, For those of you online, as is our practice, we will be having Holy Communion today. So we invite you to grab some bread and some wine or juice following our time of confession and prayer. All right, buckle up. We've got a number of announcements. I cannot tell you how busy this month of March is because lo and behold, Easter falls in March this year. That is so crazy. Okay, Uh, first off, thank you for the prayers uh, these past two weeks uh, for myself and for our family as we recovered from having COVID. Uh, That was my first time having it and it absolutely wiped me out. So if I fall asleep halfway through my sermon, even it's a great sermon, it just, it might happen, just to warn you. Uh, Whether you're a member here or not, please be sure to fill out your yellow slips, place those in the offering baskets as they go around later in the service. We have an annual meeting coming up in two Sundays following our second service. It's uh, kind of a recap of all the amazing things and, and accomplishments that we've had over this past year. Uh, as well as electing new council positions. So if you are interested in learning more about our council, uh, please contact me or the office and we will get back to you ASAP. Uh, We have three more Wednesday nights during this season of Lent where we're going to be having a supper along with a devotional and doing a fun and meaningful project. Uh, I can't tell you enough how... It's just the different projects that we've done so far have been so fun. And, uh, and you get to take them home and, and do things with them, or they, they're, you know, going to a meaningful cause, or all these different ways. We did resurrection gardens, uh, this last week, where, uh, we had soil and, and rocks, and, and we kind of made a, like a, a tomb setting with some twig crosses in the background, and, and what happens is you use grass seed to, to fill in the, the mound above it, and so by the time Easter comes around, there's gonna be hopefully lots of long, tall grass. It just, it's, Really cool. So we invite you to come check that out this Wednesday. Uh, We'll be eating around 6, and our project will start sometime around 6.30. We have a new part-time youth director position that is available 20 to 25 hours a week. So if you or someone you know would be interested in uh, applying for that, again, please let either myself or uh, Jennifer in our office know. We're hoping to fill that position by April. Finally, our racial justice team is hosting a movie called Rustin this Saturday. So I invite you to check out. There's more information back in our welcome desk and online on our Wednesday Constant Contact. We ask you to register for the movie, and uh, there's always a great, meaningful conversation afterwards. Uh, It is our mission to learn and to uh, figure out ways that we can be allies to those who, uh, you know, struggle more or just, you know, understand how life is for other people outside of our own selves. So with all that, let's get after it. I invite you to stand as you are able and greet the neighbors you have around you. Amen. Let us pray. O creator of all, all that there ever has been, all that there ever will be, 
Reveal yourself in the many ways that you connect with us every day. Help us to see your presence and to know your love through the covenants you've made with us and for us. We pray this in your name and in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. And all of God's people say, Amen. Please be seated. Well, sisters, brothers, dear ones, grace to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, welcome back to our continued journey through this season of Lent. Forty days that are set aside leading up to Holy Week and to Easter that are set aside to deepen our relationship with God and to deepen our understanding of how God works with us, in us, and for us. And to do just that, to really deepen our understanding of who God truly is, we're spending these 40 days of Lent talking about the different promises and covenants that God has made with us that we find in the Bible. Covenants that matter and actually have a uh, profound uh, impact on our lives. So, to briefly recap our journey for the last couple of weeks here, two weeks ago, Pastor Kelsey shared with us the first covenant that God made with humanity. After trying to wipe away all evil with a great flood and to drown all of creation, God made a promise, a a covenant, to never do that again. To never throw us away or to try to start over. Instead, God's covenant was to work with us and in us and through us to bring about God's kingdom the way creation was always meant and intended to be. So that's the first covenant that was made for you, dear ones. That God will never discard you, overlook you, or throw you away. Instead, God chooses to bring new life in you and through you. And God invites you to do the same. Amen? Amen. What an amazing first covenant. Last week, my Michigan mom, (laughs) I think that's how she introduced herself, Deacon Karen, shared the story of Abraham and Sarah. Now, Sarah wasn't able to have children, and yet God made a covenant with both her and with Abraham that their descendants would number more than the stars in the sky, than than the grains of sand on the beach. Because with God, nothing is impossible. And the promise was that God can and will use those times when life feels most barren the times when we feel broken, the times when we are are humbled and feeling empty, that God can and will use those times to bring about new life and new hope. And so that, dear ones, was the second covenant that we lift up this Lenten season, that if you ever feel like your life is bare and dry, don't lose hope. Because our God has a way of filling up that emptiness and restoring the dry places. Amen? Amen. On to this week's covenant. Today we are reading from the book of Exodus, the 20th chapter, starting in the first verse. And oh, by the way, there will be a quiz after this reading, so don't fall asleep, all right? Starting in verse 1, I invite you to follow along on the screen. Then God spoke all these words. I... And the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, you shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol 
whether the form of anything that is in heaven above or that is on earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or worship them for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing children for the iniquity of parents to the third and fourth generation of those who reject me but showing steadfast love to the thousandth generation of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not make wrongful use of the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not acquit anyone who misuses his name. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day, that is the Sabbath, to the Lord your God, you shall not do any work. You, your son or your daughter, your male or your female slave, your livestock or the, or the alien resident in your towns. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, but rested on that seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and consecrated it. Honor your father and your mother, so that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or male or female slave or ox or donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right, dear ones, so here's the quiz. After hearing this list of moral laws and rules and decrees in our Bible reading today, known as the Ten Commandments, how'd you do at keeping them all? Think back over this past week, over this past year, maybe even over your entire lifetime. Have you ever failed at keeping any or all of these rules? Now, I'm going to guess that most of us did pretty well when it came to things like not coveting your neighbor's ox or donkey. (laughs) But if we've ever missed a putt, or we've been cut off while we're driving, we've probably used the Lord's name in vain at least once. Amen? Just the other day, our five-year-old, Theo, I forget where we were driving, but he was in the back seat, and he, he says to me, Dad... Is it okay to say, oh my gosh, instead of, oh my God? And I said, well, I don't know, buddy. I mean, look, maybe we just don't say it, because it kind of means using God's name in a, in a not great way. And maybe even, like, not even 30 seconds later, he goes, can I at least think the words then, Dad? <laughs> like a five-year-old gets it, Right? Even after saying to him, hey, let's not, you know, err on the side of using the Lord's name in vain. He's like, can I get away with just thinking about it, Dad? (laughs) Or how about this one? I'm going to guess that we have worked on the Sabbath or that we've cared more about watching football or sleeping in rather than going to church or honoring God on a Sunday. Or maybe at some point we've likely coveted or really wanted our neighbor's car or high-tech gadget, or someone's toys, or, or their swimming pool. I mean, by show of hands out there, how many of you have ever really wanted something that someone else had? Right? Of course. It's practically a way of life these days. And so overall, how did we do in keeping all these commandments?
If we're human, we have failed, haven't we? Heck, we've broken not just one or two, but maybe even every single one of these laws and rules. We all fail, perhaps daily, to keep the moral directives that we call the Ten Commandments. We teach, I just taught this entire uh, uh, Ten Commandments to our confirmation students this last fall. We covered ten weeks of talking about these rules. And even the you shall not murder involves also killing someone's self-esteem. And how often do we talk about someone behind their back or, or make fun of someone or all those things, right, too? So it's like, oh, I haven't murdered anyone. Well, don't we though, right? Actually, our Jewish sisters and brothers recognize an additional 603 mitzvah or commandments in the first five books of the Bible. So you think 10 are hard. How about 613? Things that God asks us, commands and demands us to either do or not do. And so here's the kicker. We fail at all of them, don't we? Although God is always faithful, we are serial defaulters. So what does God do with our inability to keep up our end of the deal? God makes a covenant. Not a contract, but a covenant. And I know Pastor Kelsey uh, shared a couple of weeks ago the difference between covenants and contracts. I just want to recap it real quick in case you missed it. Contracts are formalized agreements based on mutual assent. They work really well for, for employment situations or business transactions. Each side has to keep up their end of the bargain, period. And if one side fails, the contract is broken, gone, and the other side can walk away or benefit from it, right? And if this was the case with us and God, God's lawyers would have come calling centuries ago, and God would have moved on to the next partner planet, and we'd be left figuring out our bankruptcy plan. So based on our reading for today of these rules, these commandments that God put in place for us, we're part of a contract, we wouldn't make it a single day without breaking that contract and God could just be done with us. That's a contract, dear ones. But here's the good news. From the beginning, God's agreement, God's business plan with us has been rooted not in contract, but in the word covenant. God asks and still expects us to live, to love and obey, to do our very best to bring God's kingdom of inclusion and forgiveness and grace here, to truly care for each other. But our failure to do so doesn't affect God's commitment to us. That is covenant. Covenant is not based on both sides fulfilling their end of the agreement. Covenant is a promise based on love. I feel like God learned, and I know there's, that's almost heretical for some uh, denominations that God can learn, because God's supposed to know all things at all times, even before they begin, right? But I do believe God learns that contracts were never going to work right off the bat when he started with Adam and Eve. Basically looked at them and said, hey, I've created this whole thing for you. You can have it all. Just don't touch that tree. And what did they do? Touch the tree. Just like that, the contract broken. 
And so after the flood, God, without taking any bargaining from humankind, declared, here's the new deal. As for me, I'm establishing my covenant, my promise, with you and all your descendants after you. I will be your loving God, whether you deserve it or not. That, dear ones, is covenant. From that moment, God chose covenant with us. Where was I? Oh yeah, covenant. (laughs) This should be a drinking game every time I say covenant, right? Woo! So a covenant is a deep soul level connection that binds us to one another. And here's the, God has chosen to be bound with us, despite of who we are. So to be clear, dear ones, God made these covenants with full understanding and appreciations of our strengths and our talents and our faith, and also with full understanding and appreciation of our imperfections, our failings, and our inabilities. God knew what God was getting into with us the same way a wise parent knows what's in store when they're raising a kid. No matter how many times a rule or a command is given or explained, failure is inevitable. I experience this every day. You try to tell a Parker kid to stay off the furniture, right? To not jump around and stand on the couch. It'll be broken within 30 minutes, right? And yet, there is still love and grace. There's an old Jewish proverb that says, when God decided to create the world, he foresaw all the the sin that humans would commit against God and each other, and the only way God could continue was to forgive the world before he created it. I kind of like that. So hear this, dear ones. God gave us rules and laws to follow, to help create order out of the chaos, to help us to better love and live with one another, even knowing that we would fall short and mess up from time to time. But the promise today, the good news for you and for me, the covenant given to each and every one of you is this. Even though we break a rule, God still desires to know us and to be known by us to forgive us, to help to give us another chance at life, to love us despite knowing that some days we may not be very loving in return through what we say or do or don't say or don't do. This is why covenant is so important for us to hear today. Yes, we mess things up from time to time, but the promise is that no matter what, through thick and through thin, God has made a covenant to never leave your side. Not based on who we are, but based on who God is and always will be. So today and throughout this season of Lent, may peace find your heart today. Because I know all too well that throughout our lives we carry our burdens, right? We carry our regrets. We carry our failures and our mishaps. Sometimes they are so deeply embedded in us that we just expect bad things to happen to us. That we are just bad. And today God says, yeah, I knew all that before, I, before you even came to be. I knew you. And yet here you are and I still love you. I still forgive you. I still desire for you to leave all that behind and to get busy living. 
I saw a, uh, a TikTok, I think it was, recently, a short, uh, where, and I didn't research this, what the average person has about 30,000 days of life. That's it. 30,000. And how many of our days do we spend dreading or regretting or living into our past and forgetting that we have a future? Today, God has given each and every one of us a covenant that he is with us. And so we can leave those burdens behind us. We can walk out of that past and into a future with hope. So I hope that you hear this, dear ones, that because of this covenant, even though we may fall short, God will always lift us back up. That to me is some good news. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we can't thank you enough for the gift of who you are. Despite who we are from time to time, you still choose to love us. And to to make all of this for us, to invite us into the the possibility of a creation that is is loving first and and forgiving and, and filled with hope and grace and mercy and love. Help us to not only uh, hear that today, but to feel it also, and then to take it one step farther and share it with someone else. Lord, let us just be done with those regrets and burdens today. Let's just hand over those, those things that we hold on to, those grudges, And just live into the future that you are with us, that you are for us, that you work through us. That we might be an extension of your love that is so freely given to us today. We ask all this in your holy and precious name and all of God's people say, Amen. In response to the generosity and the promises of God, we now will receive our offering as our praise band shares their offering as well. I invite you to stand as you are able, trusting in God's promise to reconcile all things. Let us now pray for the church, the well-being of creation, and for a world in need. As I finish each little prayer with the words, merciful God, please respond with, receive our prayer. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, you alone are God. We thank you for the gift of Sabbath rest. Awaken the church to the mystery of your presence and give us glad hearts as we receive the good news of your deliverance. Merciful God, receive our prayer. You renew creation. Drive out those who would make the earth a marketplace. Protect rainforests, mountaintops, oceans, and wilderness areas from commercial exploitation. Unite nations and policymakers and businesses in efforts to care for your creation. Merciful God, receive our prayer. You judge the nations. We pray for an end to war and strife in every land, especially in the Middle East with our fellow Palestinian Lutherans. Merciful God, receive our prayer. You bring healing and hope. We give thanks for physicians, nurses, therapists, and public health workers who prevent and treat illness. We pray for any who are sick especially those that we name now, either silently or out loud. 
Merciful God, receive our prayer. You abide with your people. Sustain any in this community undergoing life transitions, marriage, divorce, childbirth, adoption, moving, graduation, employment change, or a death in the family. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Receive these prayers, O God, and all those too deep for words. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, as we now pray the prayer, he taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who will trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. We now take a moment to uh, reflect on our week and to confess those times when we have fallen short. When we have failed to live as God would have us live. We offer those now to God, together using the words on the screen. God of life, we confess that we are wrapped up in sin and cannot free ourselves. We nurture conflict and build walls. We neglect the needs of our neighbors and ignore the groaning of creation. Have mercy on us. Where we are self-centered, open our hearts. Where we are reluctant, give us courage. Where we are cynical, restore our trust. Renew us with your grace and give us the hope of new life in you. Amen. And now hear this word of promise and of covenant for you, dear ones. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given over to die for us. And for his sake, God forgives us all of our sin. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ and by God's authority, I therefore declare unto you the entire forgiveness of all of your sin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and all of God's people say, Amen. At this time, I invite you to either take out your communion kits if you're going to stay at your seats or to grab your bread and your wine or juice if you're at home as we prepare ourselves to receive the gifts of Jesus Christ. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread. He gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, and it's given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. And again after supper, he took the cup. He gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people, for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. I invite the deacon for, uh, deacon, communion deacons to come forward at this time. For those of you either communing from your home or from your seats, the body and blood of Christ given and shed for you. Amen. For the rest of us, soon the ushers will come down the aisles and invite you to come forward for communion. After consuming both the uh, body and blood of Christ, we invite you to continue to walk around the outsides and place your cups in the baskets and then return to your seats. We also have gluten-free wafers uh, available. Just let your deacon know, and I'll come running. Also, if there's any children here that would like to come forward to receive a blessing, we would love to extend a blessing for them as well. And uh, whether you're a member here or not, whether you are a Lutheran or not, you are welcome to this meal because this is God's love given and shed for you.
So come, for all is ready. People of God, may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, strengthen you this day and keep you always in God's grace. And all of God's people say, Amen. Finally, may you receive this blessing. May the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, and until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. Amen. I invite you to stand one final time as we sing our sending song. With that, dear ones, may you go in peace and share the good news. Thanks be to God.